Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of the From the Sidelines podcast. I am your host, George Allen, and today joining me is a very, very passionate Fulham fan by the name of Scott Allen. How are you doing, Scott? I'm very well, mate. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So what have you been doing through this lockdown? Uh, you know, just trying to keep my mind sharp. Um, played a bit of football manager. Oh, you got to play a bit of football manager. Doing a bit of doing a bit of videos for the children to watch, so they can still see me while they're stuck at home as well. Because I'm a sports coach. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So today we've got a few topics to talk about. One being uh, in uh, lockdown. So one thing you said that I'd suggest if you are a football fan is play Football Manager. It's really good. Like it's time consuming and it gets your mind going and everything like that. So have you got any like suggestions for, with Foot Manager? Um, as in what saves to start and stuff like that? Yeah, I guess so. Um, well, I know you, when you play, you go lower league, like proper lower league. Yeah, I do. Um, I don't, I don't quite start that low, uh, my first save is always obviously a Fulham save because I'm a Fulham fan, um, and then I just sort of tweak other t- other other saves, see how I get on with them, and I usually after my first Fulham save I go into the the Premier League and take over a, a team in the bottom half or mid table, see how far I can take them. Southampton's always a pretty interesting one to take. Yeah, yeah, because they've got a good youth academy and everything. Yeah, and they've got quite a decent budget compared to the rest of the league. So, and they've got a few players that you can get rid of, even though getting rid of the players that you need to get rid of in this year's game seems to be a bit of a a chore. Well, yeah, no one really wants them, so it's kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's quite difficult. You you want you've got this idea in your head, and you try and sell them for their value, and no one wants them for their value. And yeah, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, so another thing you could be doing in isolation or a lockdown. Um, I've seen a lot of people do it. Is trying to learn something new or doing something different. Obviously, I've seen a lot of people trying to solve a Rubik's cube or six things that are similar to that effect. So that that's definitely something people can be getting up to. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I I think solving a Rubik's cube that's not my it's my area of expertise. It's <laughs> I, I try. I think I can get one side done, and after that, I just sort of give up. Well, you need an expert to teach you. Well, maybe maybe you could teach me because whenever whenever you you're around, you got one in your hand. Oh, I haven't touched it in a while. I haven't touched it in a while. Um, so the next topic we'll well we'll sort of call that an introduction. So now we'll talk about uh, we'll go into the football. Um, Premier League teams have returned to training. Some, some, yeah. Um, and we've seen quite a few ridiculous haircuts. We'll say. Um, yeah, Bamiang. I don't know what's happened to his head. His hairline is almost as far back as mine. Like. <clears throat> Oh, it's, 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 it is as far back as mine is almost. 
And I thought mine was bad. And that's what happens when you play for Arsenal, you know. So what I happens. The, the, the stresses of having to Arsenal team for Probably, season yeah. upon season have finally taken its toll. <laughs> yeah, so I, def- I definitely saw uh, Kante's hair. Um, that... I didn't see Kante's hair. I've seen a Bamiyang's and obviously Mane's has been progressively getting worse season by season, but his looked pretty terrible yeah, I saw that. on the way back. I see that. Ashley Young has managed to gain hair. Yeah, I see that. Um, there was someone else as well. Uh, Scott Brown, he's got hair now. Scott Brown has grown hair. Yeah, he's grown hair. <laughs> he's um okay. he was um he was at the Celtic um uh, just outside the stadium. He was um lifting the trophy for a, a video, I think, because of... okay, Scotland has just ended the, w- the season. The worst, the worst way to be crowned champions and then lift the yeah, trophy it, outside an empty stadium. It's the way I see it, it's similar with the Premier League. Um, Scotland, obviously, it's not that big of... Uh, they haven't got as much money as... They don't have yeah. the commercial... They don't have the commercial weight that the Premier League does. It, it's So, I think they've done the best thing possible. But I also think maybe they should have finished the season. Because Hearts, I know Hearts were four points um, away from... I think it was... Uh, who was it? I think it was Partick, maybe Partick. Um, and they had a game in hand as well. So mm-hmm. that sort of is similar with Villa if they were to need and void the season or if they were to use the current standings. Villa have a game in hand. And if they win that game in hand, they are out of the relegation zone. So what, what's, your, what's your look on, on that with the league? Um, I, I, should it be resumed? For my selfish reasons, yes, but should it be resumed behind closed doors? No. Um, we're two weeks into the Bundesliga returning, and I was real up for it and so excited that football's back. It was and all that was it? I think I think I lasted fifteen minutes of the Borussia Dortmund game last weekend, and I just couldn't watch it. It's, it, it's stale. It's <laughs> I think mean, atmosphere makes football yeah, for me. It, it's about the fans. And it's none. Yes. And it, not even about the fans. It's, it's, it's the sudden change of mood when one player makes a mistake in the stadium. You, you get a, cor- a collective yeah. groan and you get a collective sigh. And even that, it just adds to it, it, it's, the way that you enjoy football. Yeah, it, and without it, it's not. And obviously... The Bundesliga is on BT, and BT, for my for my own reasons, don't have the best commentators as it is. So them commentating on a game of football behind closed doors, it just it, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, do you think the Premier League should follow and do the same, or do you think they should delay it a little bit and see what happens? Or delay returning, or delay. Um, delay returning or just in general because if they maybe if they delay it something will happen maybe if they wait well long enough so here's this is this is what everybody everybody's asking about this season this season this yeah. season technically the season's finished we've passed the time of the whole season we've even passed the FA Cup final which is the last day of English yeah. football 
Um, so should it be delayed anymore? Probably not, because then no one knows what happens when going into next season and how it follows on, how the football landscape's going to look beyond this. You know, it's, everyone's thinking, oh, we need to finish this season, we need to finish this season. But no one's really thinking about the ramifications of next year, the year after, the year after. You know, especially going into <clears throat> next year, the Euros have been postponed till. So where do you fit in the Euros next year if you don't start the season in August? That's a good point. I didn't think of that. So it, it, there's, there's, too many, there's too many variables that the higher-ups need to figure out before we can speculate. And I think that's that's one of the main issues is football fans are frustrated because there's not been many much news about the restart. There's been a lot of news about the steps that they're going to take to get restarted. Yeah. But a date of the restart is still... It's, it's not... It's not in the horizon. Um, the way, uh, what I saw actually the other day, or I think it was on Twitter, um, there was a thing, uh, if the season was to continue, like the Bundesliga is, um, and I think it would schedule to finish sometime, I think it's at the end of next month, if they were to do it this week <laughs> or last weekend, I think it was. Um, then when do you wait until the next August? to start the next season or do you cram as many games in for the next season as you can possible so that when it goes when it comes to it in August slash September you can start the league again then and have it run as it normally would which um, yeah it, it, it's probably not the best thing to do but it's um, there's not much other better still, options which is still also not a very clear proposal yeah because they don't have specific dates and I don't think they've accounted for how many games have we got to play left of this season? Eight or so? Yeah, I think it's eight. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um, but you got to play eight games. Technically, that's another eight weeks. Mm-hmm. That'll put us into mid-July, effectively. So, if it, that's if we started yeah, today. exactly. You know, if we started today, we'd probably get into mid the end the end of June, mid July, when the eight weeks is yeah. up, and it's just you get a month off again, four weeks yeah. to the start of August. But that's only if we start in the next couple of weeks. Um, obviously, you're a Fulham fan, and I think Fulham are third at the moment in the Championship, or they were. We are, yep. Yeah. Um, Obviously, do you think with obviously you have quite a strong chance to uh, possibly go up through the playoffs, um, which you've done time and time again? I think people need to realise that automatics wasn't out of the yeah, question exactly. either for us. What, nine points. We still, yeah, we still got West Brom and Leeds cut, were to come up in our next few games yeah. as well, so that that's more points that we could have clawed back into the automatic race. Um, so how how do you see it for me, like that? I I don't I don't I don't see. I think whatever happens, whether it's null and void or continuing, a- anything that happens in this season is going to have to have a big asterisk over it because 
teams aren't going to have the momentum they had before the end of the break. Um, teams are going to obviously the players out injured should be back to or near full fitness now. So a lot of teams will have full strength squads. So it, it might be a little bit like the beginning of the season again, but then you're only pay, playing eight games. Yeah, maybe a couple more in the championship. Um, The other thing I was going to say is if it does return um, and it's on Sky Sports behind closed doors, do you think, um, obviously, whoever's streaming it, such as Sky Sports or BT Sport, do you reckon they'll get as many viewers? That's another big factor. Um, Will they get as many viewers? Probably. Football has got a very, very big pull in this yeah. country. Um, a lot of people are crying out for it. Um, also, I, I did hear that the government said if games are to go ahead behind closed doors, they have to be made for free-to-air channels. Yeah. So that will probably move to either BBC, ITV, something like that. But then that's... I don't, I don't understand how that works with the TV rights that Sky and BT already yeah, own. Yeah, I guess we'd have to see how that one plays out. Um, see, the way I saw it at the start, obviously, with Liverpool being 25 points or whatever it is in front of Man City, uh, mm-hmm. yes, they haven't won it mathematically, but... I cannot see them losing the next eight games. I cannot. I can't see Man City winning the next eight games. Um, if it was to be the current form they were in, they were losing a lot, drawing to small teams. Yeah. Um, I just say just give it to Liverpool. I don't think the Premier League champions is the biggest issue right now. I think there's a lot of clubs that aren't going to survive this pandemic and if the season is null and voided, then the season is null and voided. You, you can't do anything. Yeah. Liverpool are a club that are going to operate no matter what happens. They're still going to be one of the best teams in the world, whatever happens. Um, maybe for their own sake, because they haven't won the league for so many years and they've never actually won the Premier League since the, the formation yeah. of the Premier League. They want to, but is that the most important thing? No, because as I said, there's going to be clubs that aren't going to survive this. Oh, yeah, you've got League Two clubs, League One clubs that are just about going to stay afloat. You maybe some lower league, um, lower end championship clubs that because they're paying out all this money to players and things like that. There's some championship clubs that are in dire straits in a minute. That's why they've called for. There's, I think, there was about six. Clubs in the championship that does that want the season null and voided and not to continue. Do we know what clubs um, there are? They are. I think Barnsley was one of them. I think Hull was an, another one. I know definitely Hull was another club that wanted it null and voided. But I don't know the actual six. I, I don't think, think they QPR were all did named. say they wanted null and voided, but then changed their mind. I can't remember. <laughs> QPR. Are- QPR are just a mid-table mediocre team. You know, it doesn't affect them. They're not going down. And they're not going up. So. I don't think they're in a position to really push for the playoffs yeah. now. 
there, there was a there was a point in the season where they looked very good for it, but QPR just done a QPR and teetered yeah. off. Um, one last thing regarding uh, the Premier League and football. Um, Club Bruges were handed the title in Belgium. Um, obviously, yeah. uh, Celtic were given it. Um, and UEFA already announced that uh, Liverpool will be given the Premier League. But do you think that's the right thing? Do you think it's the right thing to, to call it now? Given For UEFA to give? No, because yeah. it's not their competition. That's what I thought. UEFA have no hand in the competition. It's like the FA then announcing that Liverpool are still the Champions League winners and they will be the Champions League yeah. winners this year because they're an English size. You know, it, UEFA have no say, really. Well, I don't know how much say they have, but UEFA shouldn't have a say in how the Premier League runs. But just as the Premier League shouldn't have a say in how the Europa League or the Champions yeah. League runs. Um, so, yeah, that would be it for that topic. Um, the next one um, is uh, kind of related to you because you work in a school, but. Uh, schools are due to return on the first. Um, how does that? Will you be going in? Will other teachers? How will that affect you as a, a PE teacher? Um, I I won't be going back in because I don't work for a school. Okay. I'm a I'm a primary sports coach who works in schools, so my company is employed by the schools and ah, they go I see, in. I see. Um, at at the moment. We've heard nothing because the schools have got obviously other issues to deal with that they've got to try and house the yeah, children, especially those with social distancing, with yeah. social distancing measures. Yeah. I don't see how social distancing measures work when in a setting of sport. So yeah, it won't really. There are there are quite a few individual sports. But can you teach an individual sport to a class? Yeah, probably not. <clears throat> you know, maybe, maybe there are plans and stuff that, if there are only a class of fifteen a day, that we go in and we teach that class of fifteen. But at the moment, there's no proposals for external staff to go in. And at the moment, there's if you look at primary schools on the whole the amount of primary schools that actually employ a full-time PE teacher isn't high. Yeah. So a lot of schools bring in external staff to do, to deliver PE and sports. Um, so I don't know how external staff are going to work yet. Yeah. Um, last week we touched a little bit on this with SEN kids, um, mainly yes. um, kids with serious autism who have no idea what's going on. They have no idea that they can't go. Why? Why they can't go and see their friends? And they think they're on holiday. Um, what's it going to be like for them when they sort of go back to school for f- five or six weeks and then they're off again? That's that's got to be so difficult for them to understand. Yeah, because um, children with autism, they they stick to a very 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 tight schedule. They don't. They don't deviate much from the schedule in their day-to-day lives. So Monday to Friday looks pretty much exactly yeah. the same 
carbon copy most days. Obviously, the things that they do within those days are slightly different, but that the the rituals and everything that they do is exactly the same. So they'll they'll, they'll take the same yeah. route. They'll, they'll, they run on a very very tight time scale. Um, for for them at the moment, I don't I don't know how how they've they've been dealing with it, but they it's going to be tough for them to have this amount of time off to go back for six or so weeks, which it will end up being, and then have six or so weeks off again. Yeah. But maybe that's just how... I don't know if that's... I'm hoping that's not how it's going to be forever, but no one knows exactly how long these measures are going to be in place for. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, because I saw, I think it was on YouTube, this uh this guy who's in uh he lives in Peterborough, but the area around Peterborough, I'm not sure what uh, I think it's Cambridge as well. Um, they they've the school local schools up there, they've um allowed uh SEN kids um kids with serious autism. Uh, back into schools whilst uh, their parents are at work because um, mm-hmm. most jobs up there, they've allowed them to come back um, even though the guidelines have stayed, only go into work if you can. Uh, unfortunately, up there, they just haven't chose to, to follow it. And uh, this guy on YouTube, the football manager, YouTuber, um, actually, and he has a serious autism uh, gene. He hasn't got it himself, but his dad did, and he's passed okay. it on to uh, his his son. And his son is, um, he just can't wrap his head around what's going on or anything. And I, I just find it that it's kind of uh, sad if you if you look at it that way. Um, obviously his dad's doing YouTube videos and he's working on the side so he's, he doesn't really get to see his dad that, that often and he's going into school doing everything it must be difficult it must be difficult um, another thing regarding schools is exams how do you think that's going to play out? Uh, well obviously you were yeah. supposed to be sitting your exams at the moment um, I, th- I don't know have you heard anything about What's going to happen to you? You don't have to go back or anything? As far as I'm aware, um, I won't be stepping foot back in my school. Um, The next time I go to school, your results will be your results will be calculated upon the work you've already completed. The tests we've done before. So I think it's from year 10 to now, those um, exams that we've done. Um, But I'm... Some year 11s will be regaling for oh, the heavens yeah. i think i I would, have, I would have been if i was in year 11 i'm not i'm not a very good tester um as soon as i go into an exam or anything my, my mind yeah, just goes blank so i am the same i'm i mean it's that would have been quite useful for myself when i was in year 11 um so with obviously you've got um in my school in year 10 you do your regcse Obviously, you do the yeah. rest in year 11. But I'm curious to find out what they're going to do with 
primary schools with year twos and year sixes with their sats. Obviously, year twos are moving up to junior, to year three, and year sixes are moving on to secondary school as um, a higher, higher student. It's going to be difficult mm-hmm. for them, I, I feel, because they, they're so, uh, especially year sixes, because they might be going in late, depending on when uh, we when schools are allowed back. Uh, well, I, don't, I think year sixes are in the same boat as um, year 11s, really, because year sixes at, at this point of the year, they would have completed yeah. SATs already. SATs are SAT before the GCSEs are SAT. So this this time now would be them mostly a lot of them would be going away for their last yeah. trip as as a year group and they'd be doing a, a week residential. So then that's a, another week that they won't be in school effectively. Then you've got their end of school play and end of school show, which takes about five or six weeks to perfect. So year sixes that aren't at school now, if they were returning to school, they wouldn't be doing any work anyway. So I don't think year sixes would be returning. Yeah. But then, but I think that could be very detrimental because going to secondary school is hard enough for someone in year six. You're the big fish. Yeah. And then suddenly you're not. But without having that last few weeks of camaraderie with all of the, the, the students you spent four, five, six years with already, some even seven or eight years if you go to a school that has a nursery yeah. up to year six. Um, it's it's going to be very, very hard to transition, I think, for the next crop yeah. of year sevens. Um, I think it was Boris's last um, announcement to the, to the UK. Um, he said that year ones we're going to be definitely returning sooner than everyone. And it just makes me think, obviously, year ones, they're, what, six years old? And they're, they're just going to want to, like, if they have playtime, like, let's just say, um, running around the playground, going on monkey bars and things like that, they're just going to want to be with their friends. Like, they want to be close up. They don't want to be, like, um, distancing and playing by themselves. That, that's just silly in my eyes. How do you see that? Um, I, I think I, took, I think I agree. Is is year one the most fundamental year to go back? Probably not. No, I think I don't know why the, there's such a big emphasis on primary schools returning. I think secondary schools should be the ones should be the yeah, schools to I go agree. back first because the secondary school children are at an age where they understand that they have to they have to keep apart. They have to social distance. You know they're they're old enough to to follow the rules in in that sense. Yeah. So I don't know why there's no talk of secondary education returning, but primary education seems to be they yeah. have to go back. They need to go back. But what about the secondary school ed- educated ages? Yeah. Um, so with 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 uh, my school. Um, They've, they released a letter two weeks ago, I think it was, and it pretty much said, you're not coming back. 
Is that I, I'm post not school? Sure. It did say year eleven at the bottom. So I'm pretty much okay. sure that's just year elevens. So, but I did hear something about uh, year sevens in my school going back and year tens. Well, my my little brother's in secondary school. He's in year seven. And his school aren't returning. Yeah, which is I think the is the right thing to do until the next academic year. So you're on the opinion that no children should go back. Not to no children, but this I do year. think some should, but mainly. Um, but I, I don't know how you define which children yeah, should go difficult. back and which children it's shouldn't. Difficult. Obviously, there's children. People got to remember as well that there's, there's uproar about sending children back to school, but there's a lot of children that have been in school yeah. this whole time. You know, because their parents are doctors, nurses, they work in a shop, so they can't get the time off that they need. So they've already been in that environment yeah. at school. Um, who these kids would have also probably missed out on some of their holidays. And, you know, so that, that where's yeah, exactly. their break? Um, we'll move on to the, the final uh, topic for today. Um uh, Boris's easing of the guidelines. He he's allowed okay. people to go out more. Said go to the park, but don't go to the park is what he, he sort of said. Is the way I saw it. He said you can go out, but you can't go out. Uh, yeah, he, but does anyone really understand what Boris ever talks about? He he sort of stands up there, and I think he's got a speech in his head, but the right words don't come out and he just bumbles and babbles until words form. And I think I understand the gist of what he says, but a lot of what he says contradicts itself. You know, and obviously there's one rule for the the general populace, but there's another rule for his top aide who drove over 250 miles from London to Durham. And that's okay. Because he's the top aide of Boris Johnson, and Boris Johnson and the whole senior cabinet yeah. team at the moment, it seems, are uh, 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 really rushing by by his yeah. side. You know, people talk about he he done what was necessary for his child. Is a two hundred and fifty mile journey necessary for your child because you're both displaying symptoms? Oh, no. It's not. It's not necessary. You're putting not only your child in danger, but you're putting everybody else in danger yeah, as well. Anyone? Anyone? Has he driven from here to Durham on one petrol tank? Maybe, but it means he would have had to fill up yeah. here. So he's been in contact with a petrol yeah. pump somewhere. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that you, you just don't know. Yeah, um, linking back to the, the senior cabinet and uh, just government itself, um, also linking back to the schools, um, they're making teachers go back to work before they're making MPs. Yeah, that's MPs. a bit selfish, I yeah. think. Yeah, if... I think if... If you think it's safe enough for the teachers to go back and have a, a classroom of 30 children, then it should be safe enough for you to sit on a, yeah. a bench with 10. 
yes, there are people behind you, but if you sit all the children in, assemb- in an assembly hall, there would be more children in an assembly hall than yeah, there would be in the House definitely. of Commons. Yeah, Convene definitely. in the House of Commons and then send the children yeah. back. Um, Lead by example. Um, I think Boris uh, was talking about, obviously, if you can go to work, go to work. Obviously, he said that construction can go back to work whenever the firm said they can. Um, obviously, uh, one of my friend's dads, he is a builder and his firm have stated that they will not be going back until it's deemed safe. Luckily for them, it, they've got the money. They, 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 can, they can afford to do this. But I just wanted to ask about other firms that maybe don't have the money, maybe similar in a similar situation to some of these uh, football clubs who don't have the money to stay afloat. Is it what? What can they do? There's not much they can do, really, is there? Well, no, because you know, as, as money does make yeah. the world go round, yeah, is is a sad truth, but it is a truth. Um, you can't yeah. live without money. You need money. Um, so a lot of these firms that aren't collecting any revenue and any any income is detrimental for the firm. So the firm might not continue. So as soon as the government says, if you can go to work, please go to work, some of them are going to be rushing back to work. You know, I think, yeah. is it safe out there? Is it safe out there? Not yet, maybe. But it's... I, I just I think a lot of people are, are fed up now. You you've kept people in for ten weeks, so they're getting to the end yeah, of their line. Sort of their their patience. They're losing their patience with it, sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. You have you you have uh, on the one hand, people want to be safe. They want to be healthy. They they they, don't, they want to save everybody else. But on the other hand. They've got a family to feed and the furlough, money on furlough isn't, it's not as in, in, in it's not, it's not enough yeah. to keep yeah. you going, you know? Um, another thing uh, that was mentioned, I think it was yesterday I was told in the news, uh, apparently they've, they've predicted an estimate for when there will be no more coronavirus in the country. I'm not sure if you heard this or not. Um, they said the 30th yeah. of September, they predict there won't be a single coronavirus, um, someone infected with coronavirus in the country. And it, yeah, this year. This year? And I, I wanted to see. I, I think that's, I, I, I think that's yeah, still a bit I, soon. Yeah, I do too. I think we might be here till, what, December, maybe January, maybe next year is the way I see it. Because... They also predict that there's 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 a big percentage of people that have had coronavirus that don't know they've had coronavirus and have been continuing on with their yeah. their lives as normal. So they yeah. they become a carrier, which means they could pass it on. You know, especially if it hasn't gone treated and you're still yeah. not showing any symptoms, it could just be dormant in you that you could yeah. pass it on to somebody else. It. So I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works. I don't know if that's a thing, but I just don't. I don't think. I don't know how they can predict that by the thirtieth of September there'll be there's none. 
especially with international travel yeah, still open. Um, even though there's a there's a there's a quarantine period, which also no one's going to af- afford to be no one's yeah, going to exactly. be able to go on holiday because who can afford to get four weeks off? And if you think about it logically, you don't you need you need more than four weeks off because when you arrive in certain countries, you have to do a two week quarantine yeah. period. So you're not holidaying for two weeks while you're on your quarantine period. So then you'd have to extend by at least a week. So that's three weeks. When you return, you've got to do two weeks. So that's up to five weeks. And that's more than a lot of people's holiday allowances for the year. Um, I mean, 28 days is about the average of holiday time that Brits get. not much. Which doesn't cover the two quarantine periods. Yeah. Back to back. Um, another thing with this is, I think it's over 60 years were told if they had any sort of symptoms, even if it was just a small cough or a small headache, uh, 12 week isolation for them, which I feel is maybe a bit much. Maybe. Compared to a yeah, week, if anybody maybe else an has. Maybe an extra week for them or maybe an extra two weeks for them. Because they have a weaker immune system, but it, it's twelve weeks. That's what three, four months. That's a lot. So if so, at the moment, the weather's changing, and weather changes causes a lot of yeah. illness and a lot of sickness. Um, a lot of the time, it causes yeah. colds and flus, which, without coronaviruses. Yeah. Yeah, just part and parcel of life, really. You know, people just... I don't think people quarantine themselves away. They don't even take time off work if they got a cold or a flu nowadays. They just sort of power yeah, through it. I know way. I don't. Um, so, can you really tell them if you start developing a cough? Yeah. But it's staying... 12 weeks. 12 weeks. what you said. And they've already done... They've already done about 10 or yeah. 11 weeks already... Maybe some, you know, I've been in for 10 weeks now, I think, maybe 11. Yeah. It's a long time. So, what, they've done that. They develop a little tickly cough, maybe unrelated to coronavirus, but now they've got to spend another 12 weeks indoors. Silly, silly. Not good. It's yeah. not good for the mind. Um, last thing I want to talk to you about, who will be your next football manager save? Other than Fulham, now, now I've I've just returned yeah. to my Fulham save, and I've just completed yeah. the second season, and I'm looking for a new challenge now. So, I was thinking Arsenal started up an Arsenal save, couldn't get rid of the players I needed to get rid of, and we've given up on that. So, I may, I I am going to try and do a European maybe, save. Maybe a German team or... Uh, I, I'm thinking of trying to go to Leverkusen. They've, they've got a sprinkling of very, very good young talent in the squad. Um, hopefully, I can add a few more to that and really become a force yeah. in the Bundesliga. And possibly win European trophies as well. If you were to... Suggest a team to people out there wanting to start playing football manager a bit more, uh, maybe a, a long term 
see, uh, say, who would you say would be the best? Um, if you want a challenge and a big, big challenge, I'd say go to a team in the Premier League like Brighton. They don't have the best budget, but they've got they've got a very good squad and. Most of the games I've completed on Football Manager, um, where I've completed the first season or a second season, Brighton aren't a team that ever go down. So I think their squad is good enough to keep you up and then use the building block to go and really challenge for Europe and stuff like that. In my Fulham save, I've come eighth in the league. In the second season, so promoted from the championship, won the league. Second season in the Premier League, I finished eighth, and I think that's a very good start. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think team that finished seventh, literally by goal difference, was Brighton. So they they managed to stay up, and that well, Euro Cup two from the second season onwards is the seventh place. So you've got Champions League 1 to 4, Europa League 4 and uh, 5 and 6, and then Euro Cup 2 is the seventh spot, which I missed out on by goal difference or one point. is yeah. It's kind of frustrating, but I think managing the, the expectations at the beginning of the season, the board only wanted me to fight bravely against relegation. So even if I'd have gone down, I yeah. might not have even lost my job. But another good save to do would be Bolton long term Bolton yeah um, it's it's a long save if you want if you want an easy save that you can get your your teeth stuck into where you've got a good enough squad and stuff like that Chelsea could be an interesting one because obviously they they have to they have to serve the transfer ban the first season and I think that's good for any player that doesn't really understand the game and how you have to yeah. manage finances. Because I think when I first started playing, that was a big issue for me, was managing finances and keeping my club in and yeah. out of debt. Um, Chelsea, it, it, it's good because of the transfer ban. You're not, you're not spending yeah. money on transfers. You're also, your wage budget yeah. doesn't change. So you can't go over on that. So then, for the next season, you get a bigger yeah, budget. Like that's definitely, I'd, I'd say that's a good one. Even as, a... and then at the end of the first season, you've got a lot of players. If you're, if you are a Chelsea, if you are, you've got a lot of players that you can get rid of, and you you can sell for. Yeah. Even profit. as a Chelsea fan myself, I haven't done a Chelsea save, and I feel kind of guilty for it. I feel like I I should. Um. I haven't done the Chelsea save. I think I might. I just want to see. I want to try something because there's a lot of. I want to go in. You extend everybody at the club's contract yeah. by a year. Maybe if you can do it, extend by a year and not have the. Not have everybody leave at the yeah. end of the season for a free. So then all the players that you do want to sell on at the end of that first season, you can sell and they're not going to be going for nothing because they've got 
yeah. more than a year left. So, I think that might be something to try. Maybe not. Or even if you sell a few players in the first season, because Chelsea squad is absolutely massive and they've got a big, big scattering of players yeah. out on loan as well. So, there's money to be made. Yeah, definitely. I think. Uh, so, that's going to be it for today's, or this week's episode. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, Scott. Uh, you are welcome. Some, uh, good opinions in there, I think, from both sides. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next week. See you later.